Hey everybody, this is Eric from EFP. January 14th, this is the Phylactery Session 1 pre-show. It's going to be really short. I know people are going to be knocking on doors really quickly. Uh, so let's get into this, man. I'm not going to screw around. Winter was pretty cool. It was a small con. Um, I did a little bit of my 5e design while I was there for what we're going to do today. I come home Saturday night, work, wake up Sunday, and we get our first cancellation. Kelly is sick, and don't get me wrong, it happens. Everyone's sick around here, but... What we're going to do is, over online or through probably Discord, we're going to do whatever her character for the Court of Bone is doing in the background. Um, so they, I don't think the party's going to meet her yet. I think they don't know her. So that's the start of how I want to do that. I also decided that I really wanted to use Beholders. I was reading through the Volo Guide. It's one of my favorite creatures. But if I were to publish this, I can't use them. And since I can't use them in a highly magical world, i got to make a new version. So I designed a new version of Beholders, or something similar that I'm going to be using throughout this campaign. My players may listen to this, which is fine, so I'm not going to go into any details of what I'm doing for the game. Uh, I'm going to talk about what I've done for prep. Didn't have a lot of time. I wrote down notes. I did what I normally did. I already have my large plot outline for the entire campaign done. That was in session zero I did that. So I went back through and looked through Never Unprepared, the complete Game Master's Guide to Session Prep. It's a really good piece put out by Phil Vichoni. I know I'm going to mess that up. Did stuff for Gnome Stew for a long time. It's a small book. If you don't have it and you're wanting new ways to prep, it's kind of cool. So I looked at plot points and ideas. Put together my idea of a plot web for this game. And for the first session, now missing a person. And I think actually my players are going to be handling stuff doing with the courts. Um, and actually handling stuff that Kelly is secretly doing. Her character is secretly doing and no one knows about it. So my party will be helping her, even though she's not here. I think she's going to be off on one of her missions as a spy. Really weird not having a part of a character for your first session. But I thought about it. You know, you watch TV shows, and a lot of times you don't have an entire cast first episode. You may not meet an important character for two to three episodes. So instead of getting the mindset of being upset that someone's not coming, I'm just going to prep around it. I'm going to change what I'm doing and make it for the players that are going to be there and find a way to weave her into the story. I mean, I'm a storyteller for fuck's sake. Like, I should be able to do that and not be upset about it. She did tell us what's up. So that's that. And, and that's kind of where I'm going to go with this. So let's get into a couple of things for the pre-show that I did that I normally don't do. So since I play a lot of tabletop games, I don't always prep. Um, I don't always prep all of my maps. I draw a lot of my maps on the fly. And this time I knew two set pieces I wanted to have. So I set them to using Beholders, and that is true, although they're not the start of this adventure. They're actually towards the end or the beginning of the next. And I knew they needed to meet some of these ideas of creatures being marked. So I explained that this world is wizards and spellcasters in this highly magical world. Everybody has spells, even if you're not a wizard. You have stuff every time you get a proficiency bonus. Your school that is attached to the court you're in, you get a spell equal to a wizard of your casting level. And, you know, if you get third level spells, you can pick third or below, so on and so forth. So I knew I wanted to show what happens when you get marked. I wanted players to see the side effects of being marked um, so they didn't just go out and be like, oh, pff, let's go find a race I'd like and turn into that. So I used gargoyles in this one and these half-changed people. I knew I wanted something to happen from the north out near the monastery where I had to bring Zach's character into play. Um, Callan, and in order to do that, I needed to find a way to bring the party to him. 
So with Kelly doing stuff for the court, I had to bring two. And I decided that the battlefield that's in front, the flensing fields, have a really bad um, sudden climate change, magical weather change in the fields. And that does happen from spells hitting and doing stuff and blowing up and whatnot. But I wanted to make sure that it made sense. And the only way I could do that is if it was coming from the north, from the arcanic deeps, uh, which is, or arcanic depths, which is the ocean to the north where magic can flow off of almost like an oil sheen into the world. And there's towers on the two mountain ranges to the west and the east. And those mountain ranges have towers at the end. Uh, one is called Talon's Rise, and that's the one they're going to be dealing with. Down the mountainside from there is the... I think he ended up making it called the High High Cloud Spire. It's a monastery for monks, for the third sons or daughters to go and train. Zach's playing one of those characters. Fast travel, so on and so forth. Courts go through. Todd's character finds out that everybody that works underneath him in the military is stuck in like 8 to 10 foot of mud out front. Down the bottom of the mountains in the huge flensing fields, people are dying, and he needs to find a way to get them out. And the court says that everything is going on to the north, that the court of the eye has not put up the signal saying that there is a storm front coming through, and that's what caused the fields to change, so they're going to research it. So that's a short version of kind of like how, how, I, how I wanted to do this. And the prep I did that was differently for this was I picked the monster that I knew I wanted to use. I did the gargoyles. Um, I picked the idea of the beholders, and I have a way that they're tied together. And I'm not going to really say that until it happens. I, I, I'm doing something very different with the idea of these, these men who are similar to beholders. On top of that, like I said, I found a map that I wanted to use, sketched off that, altered it, and that's for the, um, the Talon area, the tower where there's these five towers that come out of this 80-foot-tall area in the mountain range and a cliff face. And those were all different. But I wanted to use something for magic, and that's what I needed to do. So I decided to pick a spell, highlight it, and twist the living shit out of it. So I ended up picking transmute um, stone to mud or stone to earth, made it mud, and then the, he could reverse it back. And he was building rituals. And he was tearing down these towers. And they think it's a giant. All they know is it's 18 foot tall. They have not seen it yet. People talk about a large man a shaman, and they're learning that this thing is making landslides and collapsing places in, and he's he'll literally crush part of the tower like a tin can, but mud. And he was half embedding people in the stone and then turning it back. So they're tracking this thing down, and I knew I wanted to use though that, that spell as a highlight. I know what is using it, but I'm not going to say it here because they haven't encountered it yet. And I knew I wanted to bring dwarfs into the game because I love them. Dwarfs disappeared after that big fight in my setting piece, and I needed a way to bring back a few of them and how they're functioning. And they work for a, I think we said bronze dragon. Um, and they have their beards like big fan, metal fan patterns and stuff like that. So I'll get into that here in the next part. But this was my prep. This is what I did, and I did two other things I'll put in this next section. So the other new prep I did was pull out Vornheim. Vornheim is made by Zach Sabbath. It is a city-generating book. It's like 64 pages. It has drop tables on the front and back cover. And I decided I wanted to use this to help randomly generate some stuff during game to see if it moved fluidly for me, along with maybe taking those ideas and putting them into my Patreon for some of the 
upcoming PDFs that I have. So I read through that really quick, the important pieces that I needed. There's some really great pieces in there. And then I also decided I needed magic to be different. I don't like the three attunement rule for a high magical item setting. It just, something's off. So instead, when you attune, you still have three slots. But if it is a weapon of history, you gain something extra from that attunement. We haven't decided if we're going to bump it up to four or not, or give another one. We're going to see how this plays out before I make changes. I just know it doesn't feel like a high magical society. So I decided that there are history things for it. And we haven't had that happen yet, but it probably will happen in this first session. Um, and this is pre-show, so I'll, I'll do some more in post if they find things out. So those are two major new things I did. Last, I wrote up my plot web, and in the back of the book, my journal, right, one day I'll, I'll, I'll do a recording of that and put it on YouTube and tell you guys about it and you can go watch it, but I made sure that there's a plot web for each character that relates to any siblings or wives or kids or you know family members they have, how they're related to the court and what their standing with the court is. And I've made a standing chart for that court. So Todd's character is pretty high up because he's military. He is kind of part of the um, group that bombards the war field. He was a captain. And then Kelly's character works for the courts, uh, for the spies in the court. So she's, you know, pretty heavily involved. And then Andy's character is a folk legend. Him and his family are coming up. His father basically just said, because we're new, you know, you need to go on this adventure. I offer my child up to go do this to prove that we're worth being here, being a new family. So I, I decided to make these plot webs for individual characters, and I usually don't do that. And I did it because I wanted them there to remind myself before a game and so that I can just add things to them as I play. So this is my prep. This is my, my pre-show for it. As soon as it's done, I'll get into my post.